Hi there, I'm Paulina, LWC Studios' managing producer. Lend me your ear for a minute. The Supreme Court's decision to repeal Roe v. Wade devastated me and many of my colleagues in podcasting. It continues to be important that we stand together in supporting a person's right to choose. That's why I'm participating in the Listen to Women Coalition. It's a group of audio creators dedicated to uplifting and creating pro-choice content. We've launched a merch campaign with 100% of proceeds going to the National Network of Abortion Funds. You can find a link to Listen to Women on LWC Studios' Twitter, at LWC Studios. Buy a t-shirt, wear it to your next hang to go to a live podcast show and on the way to the polls. And tell a friend. Thanks. This is Feeling My Flow, a podcast where we see menstruation as an event that happens to all types of bodies. I'm Camila Kashani. My pronouns are she and her. There are a lot of reasons talking openly about periods can be good for everyone, whether you menstruate or not. Hamilton Carter is a cisgender man and the father to three kids, ages nine, seven, and five. His pronouns are he and him. When I was a kid, especially a younger kid, my family didn't really talk about menstruation. Um, The first I found out about it was in public schools in the fifth grade. And that was probably the extent of it. I'm not sure I ever discussed that with my mom. When he was a child, Hamilton's mom had some health issues. Growing up, what I knew about my mother's reproductive health, I found out in high school. I think she had had cysts on her ovaries for years. By the time I was in high school, she was taking hormones to try to reduce the size of the cysts. An ovarian cyst is a tiny pouch that grows on or inside an ovary. Ovaries are where eggs are stored in the childbearing reproductive system. And as a result of that, would start occasionally just start to sob. Um, and so since it was blatantly obvious that something was going on, at that point, she explained in very plain language, you know, exactly what was going on. But it was the explanation did not come until there was actually a reason for it to, to happen. It's really common for menstruators to get ovarian cysts. Most of the time, they're not painful and they usually go away on their own. But when Hamilton was 39, his mom suddenly got really sick. She was rushed to the hospital because of a problem with her lungs. When my mom passed away, it was really a huge surprise. She was 64. Hamilton says his mom died too quickly for the doctors to give an official diagnosis. But... When she was in the hospital, they found what the doctors called fragged uterine cancer cells which I took to mean that they weren't viable cancer cells, but they were actually in her bloodstream at that point. I definitely thought, well, gee, she's always had problems with her uterus and and ovaries. He says doctors thought maybe there was a tumor in her uterus. It was really fast and it was really strange and we didn't see it coming and the the uterine aspect of it is spooky for me because now I have kids. Um, who have uteruses. Hamilton has two daughters, Hamilton Jr. and Diana. They both use she, her pronouns. His son Sam is the middle child. His pronouns are he and him. From the very beginning, Hamilton has talked to them very openly about their bodies. We asked the family to sit down together and remember the times they've talked about periods. Well, we might have been getting mom tampons. We might have been, we might have been. That's Hamilton talking to Hamilton Jr., his oldest. They're remembering a family camping trip from two years ago. 
They were stopping for gas on their way to the campsite. Hamilton's wife, Elaine, needed tampons. So Hamilton and the kids got out of the car and went into the store. And so we tootled in and asked, you know, where do we find tampons? And once we'd done that, you know, Hamilton immediately says, well, what's a tampon? And she had read a sex book prior to this. Hamilton, the dad, had never been very satisfied with that book. He felt like it didn't talk about periods in a way he thought his kids would need to know about them. So right there in the gas station, he took that moment to fill in the gaps. Um, we, we did get one customer that was just like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Hamilton wanted his kids to understand that periods are normal. And so was talking about them. Yeah, this is a thing. You can talk about it. It's not a big deal. It's a uterus. It's, it's something that, that half the population has. That camping trip was the start of some important conversations for the whole family. It's blood coming out of your butt. <laughs> That's Hamilton Jr. She's nine now. More specifically, where's the blood coming out of? Your vagina. Okay, good, good. Why do you have to be so specific about it? Because if people thought blood was going to come out of their actual butt, but instead it came out of their vagina, they might get worried something was really, really wrong because they're like, oh my God, this was supposed to come out of my butt. And blood's never supposed to come out of your butt. That, that means you need to go to a doctor. Also true. Okay. Even if all his kids won't menstruate, Hamilton wants all of them to be knowledgeable and feel comfortable talking about it. Why do people who don't have periods need to know about periods, Dad? Um, <laughs> lots of reasons. So that we can go get stuff like tampons and pads for people that do. So it's not a big deal to us. So that for people who have periods, it won't be a big deal to talk about them. Because we'll be like, right, right, yeah, periods. As opposed to, ah, what? So that way, if you can talk about it more, you can ask help for stuff. You can just talk about it at all. So it doesn't seem like there's a part of your life that no one talks about. As a father, Hamilton says he feels particularly responsible for talking about periods. He thinks more cisgender men who don't menstruate should talk about them, too. You might wind up being your kid's only resource that can talk about it, is the other thing. My dad can't tell me anything about my mom. You might be the last link this kid has to information about their health. You might be the last person this kid has to talk to about their health or about sex or what's going on. What's the age when you start getting your periods, Dad? Um, I, I, I don't know from experience, but, but what I'm told is it's any time between 9 and 13 or 14, usually. I'm 9. Did you know that? <laughs> I did know that you were 9. I, I was at the birthday party. I was there when you were born. I've, I've kept track. <laughs> So yes, yes, I did. In some ways, it has been easy for Hamilton to talk to his kids about periods because they're so young. It's not an issue to them. God, I remember my dad's sex talk. It was like such a mess and he was so uncomfortable and I was uncomfortable and I was probably 11 or 12 or 13. I don't know. And for these guys, it's just like, right, that's the thing that happens because you said it's the thing that happens. And it's the thing we talk about because we talk about it. We just have super easy conversations. It's not a big deal. Hamilton could never talk to his mom so openly about things like this. Not as a kid growing up, and not as an adult when she got sick. And he doesn't want his kids to go through the same difficulties he did. 
I want the kids, if they have a problem, any kind of problem, all three of them, um, with sex, genitalia, reproductive health, whatever, instead of keeping it to themselves to come and say, hey, this thing is going on. And then we can be like, oh, it's no big deal, whatever. We'll just, off we go. We'll figure it out. People who don't get a period should care about periods because they might have a menstruator in their life who relies on them. Sometimes it's just a matter of encouragement and emotional support. My name is Morgan Givens. I use he, him pronouns, and I am 33 years old. Morgan met his best friend, Marilyn Garrow, back in high school, but they're so close that he calls her his sister. They first met in marching band. Marilyn played the flute, and Morgan played the alto sax, bass clarinet, French horn, and the trumpet. And I just kind of took to her, and she took to me. So we've been, God, we've been best friends for, that is so long. That's almost 20 years, so. Marilyn has seen Morgan through the good, the bad, and the most emotional times of his life. I am a trans man, and I take uh, testosterone weekly. And the thing testosterone does, over time, your period stops. You just don't have a period anymore. And I remember when I first started transitioning, she was one of those people who was in my corner and had my back. Like, we just have this type of relationship where if anything ever happened, the other would always be there. You know, my sister was like, yo, you don't have a period no more? That's messed up. Like, because I still have a period, my stomach still cramps, my belly gets full, and you don't have to pay the pink tax at all. You owe me a pint of ice cream. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean I owe you ice cream? The pink tax is all of the money a menstruator will spend on products over their lifetime. So Morgan and Marilyn call their ice cream deal the period tax. Morgan started bringing ice cream to his sister back in 2010. And I just picked it up from the local Harris Teeter because we had weekly uh, brother-sister dates. And once a week, we would get together and watch movies, uh, grab beer, sit around a TV and just, you know, talk and and get to know each other better. And I, I would bring the pint of ice cream. And she would take her pint, and she wouldn't give me any, but that's okay. She earned it. She deserved it. Morgan met his wife, Catherine, in 2015. Almost a year after they first started dating, he brought Catherine home to meet his family. And she learned about the period tax. The funny thing is, she didn't think it was weird or anything. She was just like, where's my ice cream? So, Even though they don't live in the same city anymore, Morgan's figured out a way to keep the tradition going. And the next thing I know, I'm getting taxed by my wife for a pint of ice cream a month and my sister, who I have to Venmo the money to now so she can go buy her own pint because she lives down in North Carolina. And that is me just kind of paying it forward uh, and trying to do something for them that that's nice because like periods, then they're not all, you know, they're not that great all the time. So when we spoke to Morgan, we made sure to ask the truly important questions like what flavors of ice cream are acceptable under the tax? My sister's favorite ice cream flavor is anything chocolate, anything coffee in it. Though my wife, her favorite ice cream is mint chocolate chip anything. (laughs) She gonna eat all the ice cream. I just be sitting there like, I don't have a bite. And she just be like, no. (laughs) I'm definitely a fan of mint chocolate chip. And I'm not alone. A 2004 study found that almost 50% of cis American women crave chocolate specifically before they get their periods. And Morgan is super aware of that when it comes to the women in his life. So it means that grace is given and in moments when 
my wife sometimes gets very anxious um, shortly before her period comes on, and I know this about her. You know, that week that her period's on, I'm going to pick up more chores around the house because when your period's on, you're just tired. Morgan has tried to get others in his life on board with the tax, but he hasn't had much luck. So most of the dudes I talk to about it, they don't really, really get it. And they think it's weird, but I'm like, are you paying attention to anything that women have to deal with? Like, bro, the least you can do is buy them some ice cream. So, yeah, they they don't understand it. They don't get it. But all the women in my life think it's great. They're like, yes, more ice cream taxes. So uh, I I guess I'm on to something. For the record, this isn't just talk. I know Morgan, and he really is the sweet of a person. When I see my wife or I talk to my sister and they're just like, my period is whipping my behind. (laughs) You know, I... I know that maybe they might need a little more support or I check in on them just a little bit more to see if there's anything I can do or if they need anything. I just go ahead and set that little $12 aside because (laughs) I know they're going to come calling for that Ben and Jerry's shoe. The way ice cream calls now, I need to start setting aside a 20, but uh, it's all good. I would love someone to bring me ice cream once a month. And menstruators of any age could all use someone like Morgan and Hamilton to turn to when they need some extra support during their periods. Feeling My Flow wants to help you start important conversations at critical moments, like when you're figuring out how you can support the menstruators in your life. Feeling My Flow is a production of Lentigua Williams & Co. We're here to inform, entertain, and empower. Ask your parents or an adult if you can visit us at feelingmyflow, that's F-L-O dot com, or connect with us on social media. We're at flowpod, that's F-L-O underscore P-O-D on Twitter, and we're Feeling My Flow on Instagram. This episode was produced by Mia Warren. She's our executive producer. Virginia Laura contributed to writing it. Fields reporting was done by Zana McKay. It was mixed by Kojin Tashiro. Our lead producer is Cedric Wilson. I'm Camila Kashani.